Hey friend, welcome to the Start Scared Podcast, where in our hearts we are wanting, craving, needing more in our lives, but the start is what always seems to stop us, but not anymore. My name is Christy, and I'm a wife, mama, teacher, health and wellness coach, and a recovering perfectionist. Together, we're going to do those things that God has put on our hearts, even though it may be hard. We're going to start messy and start scared because we have to be willing to suck a little in order to become great. I can't tell you how stoked I am that you're here. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey friend, I am so excited that you are here for today's super special episode. I got to sit down and chat with Megan Hurley Powell recently, and I had so much fun. She and I actually met when we went through Keisha Fitzgerald's She Goes podcasting course back in January, and I have been listening to her podcast ever since she launched. Megan is a powerhouse, and she is so down to earth. She has a PhD in literature and is currently writing a romance novel and a journal. I cannot wait to get my hands on both of those. <laughs> she is also the host of The Power Within Her podcast which is all about helping women seek self-empowerment to live a life that makes them excited. The goal is to be intentional about embracing the power of critical thinking and personal growth in order to achieve the dreams on their hearts, breaking free of those societal expectations, creating new stories that serve them and having fun in the process. I know that you are going to love her as much as I do. So without further ado, here is my conversation with the one and only Dr. Maggie Murray. Megan, I can't tell you how excited I am that you're here today. I feel honored by your gift of time since I know that you are super busy, but I think I really think that you have a lot to offer the woman listening right now. And I think that she's going to be able to relate to you and your story. Oh, thank you so much. I am so excited to be here. All right. Well, let's get started. So first of all, let's start by telling the woman listening a little bit about you. Who is Megan? Yeah, sure. So I'm Megan and it's spelled with an H in it. And I am awful proud (laughs) of that H because it is a nod to my family's Irish heritage. So also shout out to like any woman listening in, including you, Christy, who has an awesomely funky spelling to their name. So (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah. So I am super nerdy. I can be super loud, enthusiastic and really messy. (laughs) I've got a PhD in English And I'm married to Roger, who is like the nicest, kindest human being ever on the planet. And I was born and raised in Minnesota, but we live in Iowa right now. And I'm a professor. I'm a writer. I'm a podcaster. And one day I hope to be a professional speaker and author. Oh, and own your own publishing company too? Yes, yes, that too. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm going to leave that off the list. No. Yes, have my own publishing company for sure. That's awesome. So you wear a ton of hats and you're doing one more. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) All right. So you recently started a podcast called The Power Within Her, and it is absolutely amazing. We actually met going through um, Keisha Fitzgerald's podcasting course. So it's so exciting that to have you here. So why did you decide to start a podcast? Was there anything that was keeping you from starting? And what made you push through that fear or those limiting beliefs? Yeah, so I reached this point. So I joined Shigo's community in like fall of 2020. Yeah, it was fall of 2020. And it feels like so long ago, Mm -hmm. like not long ago at the same time. And I just, you know, started connecting with other women and listening to Keisha's podcast and listening to all these podcasts and just digesting all this material. And I came to a point where I was like going for a walk or I was doing dishes. It was just like a super mundane activity. And I realized like I had this little itch, right? I was like, oh my gosh, I have this itch to like 
do something. And I realized that I had just so much to say because I had been journaling by that point and just like journaling about a bunch of different topics. And I had so many different opinions. And so I come from an academic background where academic stuff takes so long to publish. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, it's insane how long it can take. And so I just, I had so much to say and all these ideas I wanted to get out into the world. And I realized the stuff I wanted to say and the stuff I wanted to do didn't belong in that academic space. Mm. It belonged into a more public space and a space that I could control, right? So when you publish academically, you have no control. You're just submitting an article to people you're never, ever going to meet. You know, you just, you have no idea what they're going to say about your ideas, what they're going to love, what they're going to, you know, ax off. You just have no idea. And I realized I had so much to say and that I wanted to be in control of what I had to say and get out there into the world. So that was like part of it that I just had all these ideas floating around in my head and The other part of it is like in terms of limiting beliefs, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is scary. (laughs) And fun fact, I, when I was a kid, I was terrified of public speaking. There is this moment my mom and I talk about to this day where I was at a swimming meeting, like a meet and greet at the beginning of the season. And we're going around to say what our names were. And I couldn't even say it. Like, I couldn't even say my name. I just put my head down on the table at Zorba's. It's like a thing in Minnesota where it's like pizza on the lake. And I just put my head down. My favorite. Yeah, right. (laughs) And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't say anything. I was just paralyzed with fear. So, which is just so funny that I am sort of scared of public speaking. And podcasting isn't, you know, public speaking per se, but it does have that speaking component. And I've never been a fan of my own voice, but I Mm. go back to this idea that I was like, I have these ideas. I have this calling, like I need to do something with it. And I realized in terms of limiting beliefs that my desire was just so much greater than my fear. Right. And that's a post-it note (laughs) back up here behind me, like on this wall. And I look at it whenever I get scared to do something, but I feel the calling to do it. And so I have this new compass <laughs> in my life for when I really want to do something, when I feel that call, when I feel that itch, because the former version of me would just like shove that down. But the me that I am now today is when I get that feeling of being really excited and wanting to jump up and down, but puke all at the same time <laughs> that I need to go for it. I love that because you're you're pushing past those fear because that fear because women need to hear what you have to say. So yeah. it would almost be selfish to keep that to yourself when you know that the things that you have to say can change a life, right? Oh, and then, absolutely. And then at the beginning, you said one of your goals is to be a public speaker, which is like, I know. I love that. I know. Yeah, I just I do like and I just, you know, I I have such a complicated relationship with public speaking. But when it's something I care about and when I know that there's another woman out there who could benefit from what I have to say, like it doesn't matter. Like if I'm sweating in all the weird places or like wanting to like fall over my desire to get a message out there is so much greater than my fear because someone's going to be impacted by it. And I hope that the woman listening to this um, takes that to heart because that calling that's placed on your heart is put there for a reason. It was not put there for mis- uh, on mistake. And so that, yeah, you may be scared shitless, but to do it anyway, because somebody needs to hear what you have to say. So I love that you pushed past that fear and you did it anyway, because you are inspiring 
hundreds, if not thousands of people with your podcast and with what you have to say. So thank yeah. you for doing that because you're inspiring me every time <laughs> I listen to your podcast. So oh, thank you. Thank what? you so much. Well, um, and it's just, sorry, I'm just like, I was no, okay. so wordy. Um, but no, it, I mean, even already, like through doing the podcast after I got it out there, I think it was like the third episode or so. I like had this idea about life lessons and I was going to censor myself. I already like three episodes in, I was like, oh, I don't know if I should talk about this. Like people might judge me. This is, you know, I don't know. I'm just like presenting myself to the world as less than perfect. And I decided to share what I was going to share anyway. And I got tons of DMs saying like, ah, you're so relatable. Like that was so cool. I connect to this. And I was like, ah, like more proof. My desire is greater than my, than my fear. And because who wants that perfect podcaster, right? You know, they're not listening to you because you're perfect. They're listening to because you're you and because you have something important to say. And I'm the same way, you know, because we've talked about this before. I have perfectionistic tendencies just like you do. And you're an Enneagram one, right? So those of you who don't know the Enneagram, a one is a perfectionist. And so having those perfectionistic tendencies and then just pushing through that anyway to release a podcast that is less than perfect or vulnerable had to have been really, really hard. But then look at all of the women that you touched and that you connected with because of that. So that's definitely, you know, proof that you're in the right space and you're doing what you're, what you're supposed to be doing, which I think is fabulous. So yeah, definitely. It kind of leads me to my next question. What is your biggest hope for your podcast? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love this question. So <laughs> I I want to use it and I feel like I already am using it to spread this really important, what I feel is a really important message about self-empowerment and critical thinking. Cause I'm a professor, I'm an English professor. Critical thinking is just like everything to me. You know, you can read something and you can understand it, but if you can apply it and take that next step, like that is golden. So I really want to spread this important message of self-empowerment and critical thinking Because I also think that we live in this world where we turn to other people for permission and we turn Mm -hmm. to other people for advice and inspiration. And that's great, you know, as far as the advice and inspiration is concerned. But really, there's just so much power and potential inside of each of us. And we're really the only ones who can write our own permission slip for our goals and our dreams and where we want to go in life. Mm -hmm. And so I want to spread that message to as many people as I possibly can, as many women and young girls as I can. But then I would also like to take this message wider in terms of building an entire power within her brand, which by the way, that seems very businessy and I have no idea how to do that, but we're (laughs) going to do it because you got to start somewhere and just be that full-time speaker and writer. And I would love to just be in a room with other women, whether that's in corporate America or nonprofits. I would love to be on campuses in, you know, church basements and Girl Scout troops and high school gyms, just all over the country, spreading this message and just being that voice to show women and young girls what's possible and that you can do hard things. And by, you know, working on yourself and being true to you, that you really can get where you want to go. So I hope that it can blow up into this much bigger, you know, empowerment project type of thing. You have so many amazing goals and dreams and it's just so just, you know, and I know the woman listening can't see your face when you're talking about it, but (laughs) I can. And you just light up because it's such, I mean, it just seems like such a passion of yours and you're just so excited about the future. And, but it also, I love that you are also enjoying right now too, and enjoying the process because, you know, 
you're like you said, you're not, you don't know how to do any of that yet, but you're going to qualify yourself along the way as you go. So yeah, for sure. And that's, that's become another compass for me as well. So like when I get excited about something and also like want to throw up at the same time, like that's a compass, but just following that excitement and taking the the lid and the limiters off that excitement, just letting myself go for it and dream for it instead of just like, you know, shutting it down and saying, oh no, you can't do that type of thing. And just following that excitement and letting it bloom and explode everywhere and just sort of see what happens. I need to borrow some of that belief from you, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you talk a lot in your podcast about being a go-getter woman. And I really like that terminology. What does being a go-getter woman mean to you? And what does that look like? Yeah. So I love this question too. So to me, being that go-getter woman means being a woman of action. And it means to honor that call on your heart to do something and you do it, especially if it terrifies you, (laughs) which I know like you totally would vibe with. Right. And, and I don't say this from like a judgy or like holier than thou sort of point of view, like quite the contrary. I spent so many years in my childhood and like young adult life being the super terrified timid wallflower. Like I was a total watcher and observer watching people do their thing, you know, and just believing in themselves and going for it. And I would just like sit there, (laughs) right. Just like in the corner. And so I just sort of decided, you know, as I kept getting older and like watching everybody, you know, do these things that, you know, I could either believe in those limiting beliefs I put on myself, or I could try to abandon them and just try to go for it, mm-hmm. you know, because I think that we as a society are just sort of trained to squish down every thought or every dream that comes across our minds as a little bit lofty, because there's never any guarantee that we're going to succeed. There's never any, you know, there's just no guarantee. And right. so, but that desire to do something is there. And so as a go-getter, we then, you know, attempt to go get it, even if it means that we're going to fall flat on our face. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, like I said, you're going to qualify yourself in the process and mm-hmm. you get a little bit more confident, you know, with every rep you make. And, um, and that's exactly why I started this podcast because you know, where there's so many things and it doesn't have to be business related. It's just life in general. We're scared to start anything new because change is scary for most of us. And, yeah. but we know that if there's a calling on our heart or if there's something that we feel in our gut that, that we want to do, then we need to just push past that fear and do it anyway. Right. Yeah. So you also are a talented and brilliant author and are currently (laughs) writing a romance novel, which is my favorite genre. And (laughs) can you give us any ideas what your book is going to be about and how you came up with the storyline? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I love this question. So I love all the questions, but, um, (laughs) so yeah, I, oh my gosh, I have wanted to be a writer ever since I was a little kid. So I I'm sitting currently like right now at the desk, my parents got me when I was a kid and they filled it with tons of loose leaf paper and pens and all this stuff. And so when I was a kid, like eight years old or whatever, can you write at eight years old? I don't even know. I teach the big kids. Okay. Okay. I like didn't even remember. Okay. Yeah. So like eight years old, And, you know, writing stories about these little like fairy tale woodland creatures and all this different stuff. And I don't write about that anymore, but I just had this like sprawling imagination that I just, I just loved it. I love to create worlds and characters and do things. And those were some of my favorite assignments when I was a kid, whenever there was something like creative. So I've always wanted to be a writer. I've wanted that ever since I was little. 
And so moving forward, my tastes, you know, went away from (laughs) woodland creatures into, you know, romance, like dystopia and stuff like that. And so I decided to write a romance book because I feel like romance is more than just love. Like it can do other things than that. Like it can be very powerful, you know, intellectually, socially, and all that kind of stuff. And so I decided to write a, um, I'm going to see if I can get this right. A enemies to lovers. There we go. Enemies to lovers romance. And so the idea for that sprung from, I was actually reading um, by Emily Henry Beach Read, which is a fantastic book if you've never read it. Like it's, it. it's so good. And so she was like a huge influence because it was an enemies to lovers story that she was writing and it was about writers. And so that just like really stuck with me. Mm. And one day, I was just like, you know, walking around or doing whatever. And this idea popped into my head. So um, one of the things that, you know, writing classes talk about is this idea of, you know, write what you know. (laughs) And so I believe that, but I don't think it should be verbatim because otherwise then you're not writing fiction. You're writing, um, you know, nonfiction. You're writing about your life. So I decided that I was like, okay, so I met my husband in grad school And we met at this teaching orientation. And so I thought to myself, I was like, oh my gosh, what if (laughs) Roger and I, my husband, what if we got off on the wrong foot? Like, what if my first impression of him was a bad one? And what if his first impression of me was a bad one? Like, what would that look like? What would that be? And so I took something I had experienced and, you know, put it in a genre that I love romance Mm -hmm. and just kind of twisted it and contorted it till it wasn't something I recognized. And it was like, Ooh, this is cool. I want to explore this. So when (laughs) do you think you'll be done? Oh my gosh. I, so I'm about 70,000 words into it. Um, and right now that's not the predominant like focus of my time. I am mm-hmm. focusing more on developing this journal right now instead. Cause I'm just like, I just feel all the focus and the pull going in that direction, but I am coming up on a year with this book. So, you know, I hope to have it, you know, done by the end of the summer, maybe fall, winter. I don't know. Oh my I gosh, know. I can't wait to read it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm excited about it. I really am because it's just, you know, there are elements. I think that with every writer, there's going to be elements of yourself or elements of people mm-hmm. like that, you know, but it's, it is not a story about my husband and it's I, but it's like I started from there and just like twisted it and contorted it. And really, you know, it, it's just it's about healthy relationships. It's about like healing. And, Mm. you know, it is very much so about a lot of different personal development topics all wrapped into like romance. So I don't know if that even sounds good or no, it sounds amazing. I cannot wait to read it. Yeah. I'm excited about it. So, so you mentioned your journal. And so that leads me to my next question. As if you are not busy enough, you um, just released or revealed that you were creating a guide to journaling. And I'm super excited about that because um, to me, journaling is very overwhelming. And a lot of people are like, oh, we'll just sit down and write using this blank sheet of paper. And I'm like, I don't know what to write. And then I find myself writing it as if someone's going to read it. And then that totally defeats the purpose of journaling, right? So yeah, I tell myself that I don't know how to journal. Um, and so really, I don't even try. So will you tell the woman listening why you feel journaling is so important? 
what you uh, what your practice looks like and what your guide to journaling is going to look like. So tell us all the things because I'm excited about this too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am so excited about this. So, and I'm going to like gush about this like forever. So, <laughs> and I even want to like read a little part of it too. Okay. So first of all, like the entire context. So words have always made sense to me. Words are comfortable. Words make me happy um, because I struggled immensely as a kid and just like still today with math and science. Like they are completely foreign to me. I don't understand them. And it just words feel like home. Words feel good to me. And I love storytelling and all of that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, so, so that's the sort of like premise where I'm just like, you know, drawn to words. And so in the summer of 2020, I got super into journaling around that time, which was a hard time for everybody, <laughs> I think. Right. And so, and I was also going through some family stuff at the time and my mindset just felt like an all time low, like below rock bottom low. I was just so negative and just not in a good like headspace. And so that was the first time I actually dove into podcasts. That was the first time I'd ever listened to a podcast. And so I just, you know, was like learning about all this different stuff. And I started out, so I bought this journal. It was very cute from Walmart. (laughs) And I just, it started off as just taking notes, like taking notes about what I was listening to. And from there, it just kind of evolved. Um, And so um, like as a couple of months ago, I was, you know, I would show myself on Instagram, you know, in a time-lapse video, just like journaling. And sometimes I would show like a little portion of it. And eventually I started to get women in my DMs asking me, like, how did you do that? Like, what is journaling? Like, what are you like? How do you know what to write about? And I started thinking to myself, okay, I'm an educator and I'm a writer. I can do this. I can break this down and make this digestible and give this to women like you who are like, journaling seems really Mm -hmm. cool. It seems really helpful. Like, how do I do this? And, you know, this idea of frequency, the best time to do it, how long do the entries have to be? How do I actually do it? What kind of environment? How do I get the most out of it? Like all these questions were coming at me and I was like, I can totally write something to help women who are asking those questions be able to do it. So what I started to do is I started to study my own journals because now I have like six or seven of them and I started to study them and like look at what I had done, you know, down to the tiniest detail. And I started to create methods for journaling that Mm. takes the guesswork out of it a little bit. I love that. Yeah. So so helpful. Yeah. And so what I've called it is the power within her, a guide to journaling for the busy go-getter woman who wants to tap into the amazing power and potential within herself. Mm. And I wrote it in a style that really hopefully does feel like two girlfriends chatting. And I just wanted it to be tangible and tactical and just very, you know, come with me, not I'm just going to talk at you because I'm so marvelous and can do this, right? Like I didn't (laughs) want to come across that way because I'm still figuring this out in real time too. But I just had all this knowledge and experience that I didn't want to sit on that I felt like I didn't have the right to sit on and just to share it with people. Oh, I'm so excited. So I can't wait to read your book and I can't wait to get your journal. So tell us when the journal is going to be ready. This I'm really seriously thinking will be released by the end of summer, like late summer, Mm. possibly midsummer. So it's coming very soon because I'm really making this the main um, focus right now. So I'm hoping that it gets released into the world much sooner (laughs) rather than later. So can I actually read you a portion of the introduction? Yeah. Okay. So this is like special exclusive here. So yeah. So here we go. Okay. So 
Using my background in education, I made you a guide that shows you how to get started with journaling through tangible and tactical methods and prompts. In other words, this guide is kind of like that story about the teach a person to fish thing. If you give a person a fish, they eat for a day. But if you teach a person to fish, they'll eat for a lifetime. That is what the Power Within Her Guide to Journaling is all about. I want to empower you by making journaling less mysterious and more tactical, tangible, and fun so that you can empower yourself. And because I didn't want you to feel like I was talking at you rather than going through this with you, I also designed this guide to feel like we're besties hanging out in your living room, drinking coffee or wine, and I'm bringing you with me as we learn to tap into the incredible power of journaling together. And to do that, and I mean really do that, I decided to get super vulnerable with you by incorporating a lot of scans of my own raw and real journals Mm. to share what's been working for me. So, oh, I have goosebumps. I am so excited. If I mean, I was excited before, but now I'm like, so excited, super excited. Yeah. And I'm trying to like lead by example and just like break it down and just, you know, because I just think journaling can help with so many things like in particular. And it is very grounded and rooted like the first couple of um, because I'm like 9000 words into writing this. And so and I don't know how long it's going to be, but, um, you know, the first part of it is definitely about using personal development as a springboard to journaling, right? And then I'm going to move more into this idea of how to process like our thoughts and emotions and experiences and then how to track and plot out goals. And then ultimately this is going to like serve as a record so that we can see our growth over time, Mm. you know? My gosh, it sounds amazing. Yeah, I hope so. I also, I also have a, right now, a free email list where I do send out journal prompts twice a month. And I actually sent one out today. So, and I don't know how to use MailChimp or any of like the automatic (laughs) email sender outer. So it's literally me. Sender outer. (laughs) Right. Exactly what I would have called it too. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So it's, it's literally me sending out twice a month, a like message, personalized message, you know, to people and attaching a journal prompt out into the world. So if anybody wants like on that list, cause I think you're on that list. Yes, I it am. Goes I got it yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. It goes out <laughs> twice a month and I attach a thing and you just have to DM me your email and I will add you to the list. All right. So, um, we've talked a lot about my next question was going to be personal or professional, but we've talked a lot about professional. So what is one thing that you're super excited about right now personally? Yeah, so I'm just really excited to have the summer to write because it has been a heck of a school year and I'm Mm -hmm. just really pumped to pour into all these different projects, you know, because education, being an educator is such a high reward thing, but it does mean that some of your time, like a lot of your time gets poured into other people. And so I am just excited to pour into myself and into these projects and just like take a break from teaching me Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just pouring into all these different um, side projects. But also professionally though, I'm actually really excited to revamp a lot of my classes for the fall because I teach English classes and I teach them with different themes. And I'm actually really pumped to revamp my classes so that I can actually incorporate more like personal development themes because I think it's desperately, desperately needed. So I'm very pumped about that too. Oh my gosh, your students, your college kids are so lucky to have you because the the personal development piece, I wish I had that so many years ago. I wish that I had just immersed myself in PD a long, 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 long time ago, never too early to start. And so if you can incorporate that with your 
your college curriculum, I think that is amazing. And they're so lucky to get that. I'm super excited this summer that I'm testing out kind of a smaller pilot version of the class with one of my online research classes. So, and I'm already learning things of like things to tweak, things to add, things to, you know, read and all that kind of stuff. So I'm very excited about it. I think there's going to be a ton of benefit. So I think so too. Awesome. All right. What is one piece of advice you can give to the woman in her thirties who has something weighing on her heart that she knows can make her life better, but she's scared to start? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Such a loaded question. So I am going to go back to something I said earlier. So your desire to do whatever it is on your heart, like right here and now is just so much greater than your fear. And I was on Instagram (laughs) the other day. This is like another point, but I was on Instagram the other day listening to Kayla Nicole. It's, do you know who that is? Mm -mm. Uh, It's Travis Kelsey's um, girlfriend. Who's Travis Kelsey? He's the... He's, I forget his position. Oh my gosh. But he's a, he's a football player for the Kansas city chiefs. Oh, okay. And yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, so I was listening to her on Instagram the other day and she was talking about this idea of authenticity and this idea of being real and how she's recently had to unfollow just a ton of accounts because they felt so robotic and just so perfect mm-hmm. and performative. Right. So I say <laughs> be you, be messy and just dive into whatever it is that you want to do because you can learn from your mistakes and from your failures. And it's just so worth it. It doesn't matter how many times you fall on your face or, you know, show up imperfectly. It is so worth it. And a version of you six months from now is going to be so pumped that you started. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, I love that. Okay. So where can we find you so that the woman listening can get more of you and your amazing wisdom? (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Um, Yeah. So I am mostly around Instagram. So it's just at dr.meggymarie. So D-R.M-E-G-G-Y-M-A-R-I-E on Instagram. So yeah, that's primarily where I'm at right now. All right. So thank you so much for being here. You are literally such a joy. I really appreciate your time and your willingness to share about yourself so that more women can get to know you and all of the knowledge that you bring. So thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It is seriously an honor. You're welcome. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Start Scared podcast. If you found anything valuable today, I would be honored if you shared it with a friend who might also find value in it or share it on social media and tag me so I can personally say thank you for spreading this message. I am so grateful that you're here and to be on this journey with you, girl. I'll talk to you soon.